Yo, what's going on y'all, it's your boy So-So, in case you ain't know so And welcome back to another episode of Sports with So-So Make sure you guys are following us on social media as we keep you updated on the latest in sports And if you're listening to the podcast, click that subscribe button as you know you like it This week, we got a dope show for you guys The heat get hot, the Panthers are on top of the NHL We got the Marlins trying to get off on the right foot Chelsea gives me the blues as we head into the Champions League. And the Masters, the greatest golf event of all time, happens this week, y'all. It's time to strap in and take a ride. Let's go. You know, didn't sound bad, but I'm glad I nailed it on that one take. You got it, bro. You got it. it. We're doing things differently this week. Absolutely. And and I love it. And this quality sound, ladies and gentlemen, is currently being brought to you by our latest invention, (laughs) the Roadcaster. Yes. You got to to, do things like this. Shout out to Roadcaster making things, making life easier on the boy, man. No doubt. Sports with Social Podcast is definitely reaching another level, right? Um, so to give you guys a little bit of inside baseball, a little behind the scenes, we've upgraded some equipment, uh, yes, our recording format and, and what we use, uh, spent, you know, invest a little bit of money, you know, into, into what we're, what we're doing here, right? We want to make sure we're, we're putting out a quality product. No, and, for sure. I mean, the fact that people are taking the time out of their lives to listen to us means like, yo, we got to step up our game, right. right? And not give them some raggedy bullshit. We got to bring them. The best of the best. And, so we got know. a nice little toy now. It's the Roadcaster specifically for this, for podcasting. Yep. And, dude, I mean, I'm, I'm in love, man. I love it. The fact that I can just do this whenever I want. <laughs> yeah, we know. We know. We know. <laughs> You're going to get sick of that big shit. Big time. Big time. But the cool shit is, like, a lot of the things that we had talked about when we initially got the podcast off the ground and started reaching new levels, you know, was taking the show to new heights and being able to bring on guests, friends, people that we know that have yes, some sir. insights on, on sports, Miami sports may have some connections, um, was always a, a, a goal of ours. And now with this investment, you know, we're definitely going to reach that. So we definitely got something planned for the 30th episode that's coming up. You know, we're going to have one of the biggest names that we'll probably have on this podcast and he's highly a born and raised. So you guys know what that's about. But we'll save the details for that on another day. Just know that we're going to be bringing you new elements to the to the show, new guests, new voices, where people are going to be able to be heard and share their opinions on things that we all love, right? We love sports. We all love Miami teams, and this is the best way to do that. So It's, it's just going to make our lives way easier, and it's just facts. going to help us take the podcast to a whole new level. And, I mean, like you said, we're going to have guests. We're going to, you know, integrate new new elements to the podcast. And we, we can even take calls now. I mean, that's, you know, we can literally, we're going to open up, let you guys know when we're recording, maybe take a couple calls, give you guys, you know, 30, 60 seconds to air your grievances. I don't know about that. We'll see. We never but- know. Even having that capability, you know what I'm saying, for people who are out of town or something like that, somebody's on the road or whatever, and and something happens, we have the ability now to to make things happen. And, you know, we have limited capabilities, and we're definitely going to take it to its maximum advantage. You know what I mean? Maximum advantage. Not like I did at the golf course, but we'll save that for another day, dog. We'll save that for another day. Game's out of whack. Eh, that's what happens when you take vacation, bro, and you don't practice that swing. You go out there and hit a couple of golf clubs, golf balls, but... That shit doesn't work gotta, out like that. I got to get you back out there, bro. I got to give you a couple tips, uh, some, some swing lessons. You know me. You know me. I'm working on on my development right now. You know, kind of like the Heat. You know, the Heat are definitely working on on developing some type of chemistry. You know, we see it. They got the four-game winning streak going on right now, which is critical. 
Yep, we're, we're almost back at, at 500 with that losing streak we had right before that. Well, we're above 500 right no, now. No, no, I know. I'm just saying with that recent yeah, losing streak that we sure. had, we lost, what, six in a row? Was yeah, it seven? it was six. Six so in a row. So we're one four in a row. We need two more to make up for that, so, and we call it a wash. Definitely, definitely. And, and thankfully, the next two games are at home. Tough opponents, but they're at home. But what I noticed in this in this four-game win streak, Jay, is that you know we've seen a different type of heat. You know, in that, in that losing streak, you saw a heat team that was – I don't want to say giving up at the end of, of games, but, like, when it came down to crunch time, there was uncertainty, right? A lot of that had to yeah, do with like we who was available. Yeah, you know, but a lot of that had to do with, like, who was available, players being out and shit like that. Mm-hmm. And now that we have some type of consistency, you know, and mainly in the form of Jimmy Butler, bro, because that guy literally has been doing it all for the heat this season, you know. He's averaging. Give me some stats. Give me some stats now. I know you got them. You know me, bro. I like stats when it comes to showcasing, right, the importance to the team. Not so much for what it means or, like, how many points you're getting, but, like, what does it mean to the team? That's how we measure performance. Right? So, for the Heat, Jimmy right now is averaging 21 points, 7.5 rebounds, 7.3 assists in 75 games. You know? That's money. Nasty. And he has at least 17 games this season that he's averaged between 20 to 29 points. Mm-hmm. So he he's giving us offensive output consistently on a team, right? Because we depend a lot on the three point. It's hard to have that consistency and have somebody hit you know six threes a night, five threes a night, four threes a night. With Jimmy, it's it's refreshing or it's um, reassuring, right? That's the correct word. Mm-hmm. It's reassuring to know that he can pull those off and say, you know what, I'm gonna be a ball hog and I'm gonna get eight straight points because we need it. You know, because Hero's off, Duncan's not hitting a three, and, or so-and-so is off, you know, I'm going to take over. We we haven't seen the the c- chemistry between him and Victor Oladipo yet because Victor Oladipo's still getting used to it. You know, Yeah, I mean, last, last episode we, we talked about when we were going to see Oladipo finally. Mm-hmm. We got to see him, you know, we, we thought we were going to see him last Thursday. He didn't play. And then uh, Friday he finally made his debut and he, he's had a couple games. What do you think? How do you like it so far? He's, you could tell he's struggling offensively, right? Today was the, well, Monday, because we're recording this Monday, was his first heat practice. Imagine, he's he's played two games already, and he's been with the team for for four games or yeah. three games, and this was his first practice. What does that say? You know, of course he's going to be out of the loop when it comes to the offense. He doesn't you know, know the plays yet. He doesn't know, the he doesn't know positioning. How do you like your ball? Do I pass it to you? Chest right. pass, bounce pass, like... Outside, you know, all of those things are are timely things, and and when you're working on that in a game that you gotta win, it's, it makes it hard, bro. Because the games that we won, yeah, they're not the world's best opponents or killing the, but they're tough teams. You know, we beat the Knicks on the road, tough team. Mm-hmm. Beat we're, Indiana, we're battling it out right now for a position with them. Battling out, that's a playoff team. Indiana, mm-hmm. another playoff team that we beat. We beat we beat Golden State, who's been hot. Right, not not the other day though. They got their asses whooped after we beat them. Yeah, they, for something sure, something happened there. But even still, but, they gave, yeah, they been, gave us a run they, because they Curry, have Curry. Curry's been putting that team on his back, and he's he's definitely been holding them down. So they gave us a run for our money. Yeah, you know, it's not like they're completely hurt. They're still missing Clay, but they're yeah. still a good team. They, got, you know? they got Draymond. They got Anthony Wiseman. They got Curry. I mean, and you can it. say the easiest win that they had was their latest win when they beat Cleveland. You know, they beat Cleveland and. You know, you, you we were dominant that game. We were able to have a double-digit lead at multiple points in the game. So it looked good to see that. You know, Jimmy didn't even have to have that many points. I think he only had like eight shots, four of eight. 
He's shooting 54% in the last four games. Beautiful. So he's being super efficient. efficient. Efficiency is a key. And and again, producing, bro. Producing the points that we need. And I feel like when Victor Oladipo gets into his groove offensively, we're going to have another 20-point score night in, night out. Because I, I feel like he's really close to blowing up for those 30-point games. Though. Or maybe we just need him to offset. Maybe we don't need him to go off for those 20- to 30-point games every single night for the most part because we have a Jimmy, because we have a Duncan Robinson who's recently you know found new headway, because we have a Bam out of Bayo that produces night in and night out on the double, boards, double on machine, the assists, on, on points. You know he's going to score. We still got the dragon. You know, we still got depth. We got players around him that, like, okay, maybe we don't need 26 from you, but you put up 18, and, I, you know what I mean? You're still contributing. That's a that's a, that's a hell of a contribution. No, you to just helped me you know? drastically by putting up those 12 now, points. Now Jimmy doesn't need to put up 30. Now Jimmy can put up 25 and, and still, again, being efficient, helping out the team, and so on. But Yeah, man. So, I, I mean, obviously we're, we're all in on, on Oladipo, but we got a couple other guys, and I'm curious to see how you feel about them. I'll start off with Trevor Ariza. How are you liking Ariza fitting with our team? I love Trevor Ariza, bro. I've always been a fan of his because he's amazing when it comes to defense, right? Like, and he can shoot the three ball. Yep. You know, you and I have spoken before how, like, the Heat team kind of missed that Jay Crowder role, right? I feel like Ariza is an upgraded version of that Jay Crowder role, right? Because he's obviously much more better, much better defensively, much more versatile defender. Um, and, again, he probably shoots the three better than, than Jay Crowder does, right? Maybe he's not as streaky, but you know what you get with Ariza. And since he's been on the floor for the Heat, especially even in the last two games, shooting 53% from the field, right? 12 and a half points and 50% from three. That's stuff that, yeah, he's not going to, again, he's averaging the 12 points at six and a half. You know, he's giving you those contributions that help us get that offensive output because we don't have it from uh, other places right now. You know, I know that Bam has been helping and Duncan has been here and there, here and there, hero here and there, better since the trade deadline. But those key contributions We've seen it, have been shaky at times. But with a guy like Ariza, it's been very consistent. Even our homeboy. How do we say his name now? Oh, we finally got it, folks. You guys ready for this Knock one? We're going to break it to you. Ready? Nermania Bialitsa. Bialitsa. Like pizza, but they call it, what do they call him? What's his nickname? The I Big f- Professor, something, something like that. Something like that, yeah. The, oh, yeah. We'll but, just call him Belly. I like Belly. I like Belly. But he, even he's been contributing. You know, he's been contributing to the team. He's he, in the last game that I saw, I saw him give two layups up to give a bounce pass to Bam, one for a dunk and another one. Jimmy got an and one layup. Mm-hmm. That's him playing smart ball. Right. He knows his role here. He's like, I'm not out here to score points. I'm here to get rebounds. And he's been rebounding the ball. You know, he's averaging four and a half rebounds in his last two games. So he knows what he's coming into. Yeah, with limited those minutes, too. things that I was pointing out earlier in the season. I were like, bro, if we can get these two things going. The Heat are going to be extra dangerous, and we see it now. And that's where we upgraded. Imagine how much nastier we're going to be when Victor Oladipo gets that his offense going and he's comfortable. All, all, all three of them, you know? All yeah. three of them. Yeah, it's going to be nasty, bro. It's going to be nasty. Once they all start clicking, man, I'm, I'm really excited, dude. No, for what sure. What do we got coming up? What's on the docket with the Heat? Well, this week? I mentioned those two next games that we have. We play Memphis at home to before we play the Lakers. We play Memphis tonight. You guys are listening today. It's going to be Tuesday. So make sure you guys tune into that Heat game as we take on Memphis. They're currently 24 and 23 in the West. Um, fifth. They're actually in eighth. I'm sorry. The Lakers are in fifth position. They're mm. t- 31 and 19 on the season. We play them on Thursday. And those are two tough games that we got coming up. And yeah. it's going to real be a real Even test. though it's a LeBron-less, you know. It doesn't matter. It's a Lakers a test. team that's still it's a, test. a tough team. 
And and more of a test for us to see with Victor Oladipo. We really need to see him perform because he's not signed that until past this season. So if he doesn't do that great for us, why would we like have him for next year? You know, it's something to to consider as Heat fans or even Heat management want to see him ball. So I think he's going to do it. Um, then after we got that Portland game on the road, and we'll see how that goes. But I feel like we're going to knock out this, these two next games with wins. I'm going to call it right now. I like it. We're winning we need games. it, man. We're going to come back and even out that six-game losing streak that we had. Bounce back, baby. For sure. For sure. And the Heat are going to continue moving forward in the playoffs, bro. For sure. Now I feel like I, I wanted to touch base and get into the Panthers because Panthers have been consistently one of the hottest teams in, in South Florida, bro. And it's been amazing the season that they've been having, bro. I don't know if you've been keeping up as much as, as, we, as they've been playing, but they've won six games in a row. They beat three really good opponents in their last six games. They beat Dallas twice, Detroit twice, and Columbus twice, you know. The latest win being on Sunday, three-zip, we beat Columbus. Mm-hmm. Badass goal by Alexander Barkov on a one-timer shot. We also had goals from Frank Vetrano and Gustav Rosling capped off the scoring. And in that game, it was really exciting because the offense was free-flowing, bro. It wasn't like they were trying to set up traps or, you know, just trying to get, you know, numbers down the ice or or flick it down there to see into the corner. No, the Panthers were playing some pretty fluid hockey, man, really making good passes. Um, What I liked mostly about the Panthers, bro, is that I feel like that team doesn't have egos when you check out their instagram and their twitter and like how the guys get along and stuff like that you could tell that everybody's there is about the team atmosphere bro and they're right. focused on one goal which is being on top of the nhl yeah. right now stanley cup baby stanley that's, cup that's bro. all that matters stanley cup top of the nhl right now they're number one in the nhl because they currently have 26 so we pulled ahead of tampa bay yep beautiful yep. yep and that's awesome considering we lost one of our best players you know last week we lost Ekblad. yep and we talked about it you know hey it, this might be something where they rally around and say you know what now other guys are going to step up into that role and they're going to you know elevate this team and and, sh- and now we're we're just continuing that winning streak man with some uh, some crazy wins we just took that series against the red wings we beat the blue jackets good playing teams. great hockey right good now teams good teams and like i said it's exciting to watch these te- this team play bro because even if you're not a big hockey fan and you tune in and you're like, you know what, let me give these guys 15 minutes. In those 15 minutes, you're going to see hard, fast hockey from the Panthers. Real like, hey, let's try to get it going. Let's try to push the the narrative here and, and implement our will. And in hockey, that's a really hard game to do that. And the Panthers just do it. I don't know if it's like the coach, the system. Like, I'm just baffled by how good these fucking guys are, bro, because I see it and I'm like, damn, I wish more teams... In Miami, we're more consistent like that when it comes to how they play. But let's see how they end up, bro. I really hope they freaking make a deep, deep run and make it to the Stanley Cup. We're, we're going to just keep, I mean, so far every week, it's just always good. You know, it's always trending in the right direction, as I like to say. Hell yeah. And and it's just, it's the out, outlook is looking really good right now for them. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. And and look, the their format of this season, playing two games and playing two games against the same team, you know, uh, with a day in between for rest. That's kind of hard, bro, when you think about it, you know, because you go to Detroit and you know you got to play these guys two times, you know. So maybe you beat them the first time and the second ga- the second game, you know, maybe it's a little bit dirtier, couple couple of hits and stuff like that, some extra fights. How do you maintain the the level of 
mental fortitude, right, to to play that type of season. Because at least when you're playing new opponents, you see new faces and stuff like that. Man, playing the same opponent twice, week in, week out, that shit sucks, dog. And and again, credit to these guys to to being able to overcome that and stay focused on the goal and win big games, bro. Because they win big games, and especially in one of the, one of the hardest sports, man. Hockey. Hockey's no joke, man. <laughs> no, bro. Look, even the the next two games, they're playing at, uh, at Ca- Carolina, right? Hurricanes. And right now, the Carolina Hurricanes We've are We've been going third. back and forth with them this season. Hell yeah. And they're third in the Central. And you know how many points they have? 53. Right behind right behind the 56 points that the Panthers have. So, it's it's I mean, it's crucial. They have to they have to win these. You got to win at least one of these games and hope you get a tie or or the overtime loss or the, or the drop point in the, in the end because you don't want to take losses, you know, mm-hmm. because a loss sets you back almost two places now, which is crazy that the Panthers again are able to stay as consistent as they've been able to do it bro it's, it's really dope to see really exciting so I hope you guys are tuning in more often man yeah. because I picked a date I haven't told you yet but I are picked a date yeah for sure oh my god hold on I hit gotta, the horn dog hold on dude I just got come on I gotta get it it's official. We're it's going official. to a Panthers game we're going to a Panthers game I'm gonna we're, you know I'm gonna hash out the details with Joel tonight and yeah we're gonna put it up on the podcast Instagram so that people can you know, if they want to go to a game and meet us and chill, you know, we're down for that. So it'll definitely be a, a road trip for the boys you know, yeah, and the girls down for that, if dude. they're down. Um, yeah, bro. So we got to go see our Panthers in action because we got to. It's been too good of a season for too us good not of to a go season to not give these guys the, the respect they deserve, bro. You know, and, and I'm glad that we talk about them. You know, look, they're the second team that we talk about on our podcast because of how good they're playing. You know, had they been fifth or sixth in the in the in the central division, maybe we don't even talk about nah, them, right? Probably not. I'm not that big of a hockey guy. Neither am I. But I like to see my teams, especially my local teams, right. do well. Hell yeah. And when they're doing well, shit, bro, it's time to get behind them 100. percent Don't ask questions. Well, I think the Panthers deserve a round of applause. Give them a round of applause. Guys. Shout out to the Panthers. Loving my soundboard, man. I'm loving it. I wish you guys could see his excitement when he presses these buttons. Because I can no see idea. it coming. You guys can't see it coming, but I see it coming. And I got some other good excited. ones there, man. I'll, I'm going to wait for them save for them, appropriate dog. time. Yeah, yeah. You got to save them, dog. You got to save them. But <laughs> let's see, man. We're going to catch up with the Panthers. They end up playing tomorrow or tonight against Carolina. And then they got two more games against Dallas, who they beat. So let's see if they can keep it rolling, man. Yo, what's what's going on with the Marlins, dog? Hey, man. I mean, we just started out the season. You know, we didn't yes. we didn't have the opening day we desired. We no. lost. With that, I saw that coming. It was right? probably because of it was probably our fault. In retrospect, because we were talking shit about Tampa. Fuck Tampa. Exactly. We're nah, still I'm talking kidding. shit about them, but <laughs> we did manage to steal one off. So, I mean, uh, you know, I'll give you the I'll give you guys all the rundown if you guys yeah, didn't catch it. Opening day on uh, last Thursday, we lost to the Rays one zero. Hard um, game because Sandy Alcantara, that yep. guy pitched a hell of a game, bro. Went six innings, seven strikeouts. We were, we were, it was 0 0 the entire game until the eighth when we gave up a solo shot, and that's what ended up yep. winning the game for yep. them. Yep. So it was literally the difference of like one pitch. Yep. But then the next day wasn't the same story. We ended up losing 6 4. We were up in that game. Yep. And then, and then we Relief let them gave it up back again. in the game. Yeah, they, they ended up coming back with like, I, I think, uh, uh, a couple like three runs in in one inning, and yeah. that just ended up ruining that game for us. Yeah, should, it was. Uh, and you know what's funny? Four bro? runs that they put up on us. What's funny inning. is that I I really you know I expected the the relief pitchers to actually get off like pretty pretty hot, bro, from the get go. You know, I expected them to to do well. You know, because again, you got to pitch to two to three guys. You do an innings worth of work. If you can get some guys out. You're all set. 
You know, but when you start walking guys and you're giving up base hits as a reliever, like, that shit's rough, dog, because you just killed all the good work a starting pitcher did. You know what I mean? Exactly. I mean, that that game right there where we lost 6-4, there was only two runs that we gave up through eight innings, and then our, our you know reliever up. gave up four runs in the ninth, and that, that's, that just killed us right there, man. Uh, and then we bounced back on the third game, so they didn't completely take the series from us. We ended up coming back and winning that third game from them on Saturday, 12 to seven. So which was up, fun. Yeah. Was like, how, that's what we that wanted to see. That was game. what spring training was all about for the Marlins, right? Even the homie Chaz. Look, it's like our boy, I, our boy the because Bahamian. he got a walk, stole second, right? And was able to score off a deep fly, fly out, you know, from working, from running the bases. That's producing runs. That's what he needs and, to and do. And proving himself in that lineup, right? Because he was battling it out with Isan in, in yeah. spring ball and they gave him the job ultimately. Shout out to Jazz, bro. And then shout out to him, man. I mean, he's doing good things. So, now here we are. You, we're recording this Monday night, and when you're going to be hearing this Tuesday, we will we'll already have the conclusion of the uh, the, the game, game with the Cardinals. As of right now, we're down four to one at the bottom of the eighth as we record this. So who knows? There's still a little bit of baseball left. We could make a, a comeback. We'll keep you guys posted, though. We'll let you know. But yeah. so far, I mean, it's only you know, four games in. We still there's a lot of baseball left. Um, I, I liked what I saw in that third game. You know, where we put up some runs and and everybody was really clicking. Um, you know, and then that first game, you know, also I liked what I saw. It was just a difference of one, one, you know, one ball. It's it, so, uh, I think, uh, I think, well, our, think about it like this. It's looking good so far. Yeah. I mean, we, as expected, right. I, we can't say it's going good or well, but it's going as expected, right? Because we knew that the Marlins were going to be in a battle where they have to win games six to four, you know, five to three and whatnot because of relief pitching or just being able to like not getting out of the middle relief you know where you have to relieve somebody in the six and a half inning or you know seventh inning but for all things considered bro they could be way worse you know they could have started on three and looked really bad and, and lost 10 to zip we're not losing like that you know we're losing ball games where we put ourselves in the position to win and ultimately our relief pitching can't hold it down for whatever reason but we're in games, you know, and as a Marlins fan, as a baseball fan, that's what you want to see. You want to see your team competing. And right now, the Marlins are doing just that. You know, yeah, they're down 4-1 right now to the Cardinals, but they're still not giving up. You know, they're going after guys. We've only had two hit, three hits tonight. We produced the run. And, yeah, the offense is not where it wants to be. We don't have those big-time hitters and whatnot. But we can produce runs, and, and this team has shown that in, in the beginning of the season. So I just feel like in the early stages, yeah, it's going to be tough to get off on the right foot for them. But once the season starts to go on, I feel like everybody will feel a little bit more comfortable in their position and what they got to do uh, as far as their role on the team. And they'll click, and you'll see the Marlins go win like five, six games in a row. They won't sustain oh, a 10-game yeah. winning They'll streak. go on some tears. They'll definitely go no, on No, I don't know about a tear. A, I mean, a, a tear five, a five, is like a five-game win streak. Yeah, that's a tear to me, you know, and that's what you just said. I agree. So, But I just we just can't have that, you know, okay, we're going to win two here, and then we lose five Four. games. Yeah. You know what I mean? Gotta and avoid then, Okay, now we win one, and then we lose three games. Got to no, avoid No, we that. need to switch that around. We need to win three or four. And then okay, you can lose one, you know, or to lose, a tough no, opponent, or two, you're on the three, road, whatever. Or we don't have the the you know the best pitchers that night, whatever. Well, you're 100 percent right. You really want to avoid that big time roller coaster effect, right? Where the highest of the highs and the lowest of the lows. No, you want you want to have your little peaks and valleys, but you want to try to stay consistent as possible. You know, be in the race, yep. make it fun for us. And so I want to shout out uh, Garrett Cooper and uh, Adam Duvall. 
Yeah. Both got home runs this season already for us. So nice. shout out to those guys. Nice, I mean, bro. It's, it's the long enough. ball. Chicks dig the long ball. They do, dude. They do. They do. And, so. and look, you know, I'm again, as a Marlins fan, bro, I'm I'm looking forward to watching the starting pitching. You know, like I said, Sandy had a great game that first game that he pitched. He's pitching again against against Tampa Bay on tonight. So I'm sorry, against uh, St. Louis tonight at home. It's really exciting right now to be a Marlins fan, bro, because if, A, you love baseball, baseball's back, so you get to watch baseball, you get to watch the Marlins, but the Marlins have a lot of young talent, and they're doing it, you know? They're doing it. Trevor Rogers got rocked today. Okay, big deal. He gave up three runs in the first inning. Walked a guy, hit a guy, you know, whatever, it happens. But he, he can bounce back off of that production and really look forward to saying, at least I'm going to have opportunities where I can write the ship. Right. Where I can kind of prove myself and my talent and, and help this team win. You know, I'm really excited about the, the Martins pitching staff right now, bro. No, I, I'm, I'm liking it, man. And especially with Jeter at the helm. Oof. You know, we know we, we know he knows what the hell he's doing. So I'm, I'm really excited to see how this all unfolds. So uh, by the time you're hearing this, we're going to be having a game tonight against uh, St. Louis. We, so it's a three game series that we're playing. We got them tonight at 640 and then we got them again tomorrow, Wednesday night. Uh, at 4 p.m., 4 o'clock game. So if you want to skip out of work and you want to go and watch some some uh, do spring it. baseball, now's the do chance. Do it, do it. And we're going to stay watching the game. You know, they're in the bottom of the eighth, and, you know, we're going to ride or die with our local teams because nobody else is playing. You know, everybody else plays tom- <laughs> that, tomorrow. And that's the beauty about baseball, man. I Absolutely. love it. Absolutely. It's always it's a game. Yeah, bro. And, and man, Marlins baseball is fun. You know, Marlins baseball is fun. And uh, and I know that there's a hardcore o- audience for them. I know that there's hardcore Marlins fan and that they stick with them, you know, day in, day out. So we we have to talk about them because we know that people are going to be listening to, about the Marlins. So And they make it worthwhile. So why not? That's why right, not? man. Go fish. Go fish. Yo, man, t- talk to me about our blues, man. What the hell happened this weekend? Bro, let me tell you how bad my Saturday morning went. All right? So I'm so p- hyped to watch Chelsea play, right? Because the international break has been like a week and a half, almost two weeks since I watched my team play. So I'm like, damn, I'm excited. We got the 7.30 a.m. game. Going to get up early, get my breakfast in, chill, and just watch the Blues take over, right? Because they're playing 19th placed West Brom, all right? 19th place. Dude, I didn't even know who the hell they were. Exactly. Exactly. You know? And I really thought that it was going to be a tough matchup because, again, we're coming off the international break, so everybody hasn't been able to practice together. And then, boom, you're thrown into a game, you know, Saturday midday, you know. No time really to have practice or, like, get back to acclimation or get the rhythm going, nothing. Go into the game and, you know, we get up early. You know, Christian Pulisic, the the American, our homeboy, he gets onto the score sheet, 27th minute off a rebound from a free kick. And it was really great to see him play, man, because I, I love what he brings to the table. He's so dynamic when, when he's on the field. And that goal showed it. You know, he, he chased down the ball. He went after the rebound, first to react, first to the ball, and, and calmly put it away and and gave us the lead. And and that's the Christian Pulisic that I'm that I'm sure Chelsea fans look at and be like, that's our fucking guy. You know, that's the guy that we, we saw last year towards the end who was on a fucking tear and, and can do things, you know, to win games. Then two minutes later, bro, could barely even fucking celebrate. Thiago Silva gets his second yellow card, has to be get kicked out of the game. And that shit right there just changed the whole outcome of the game completely. Um, not only because we went down 10 men, 
but because he was starting in the central position of the defense. So now we lose our central defender in the back three. You know, you're kind of on some wobbly legs. And, you know, Tuchel had to make some substitutes. He he took out Hakeem Zayek to put in a another defender. So we sacrificed a position. And I heard he got position. a little bit of shit for that, for some he, of his decision-making that day. He really did, bro. And And look, I wasn't too happy with the lineup. You know, I'm not happy with Jorginho. You know, I don't see what he really brings to the table. You know, he takes a lot of penalties. He has seven goals on the season and whatnot, but he doesn't offer enough consistent play ever, in my opinion. And when you pair him up against with a guy like Kovacic, who doesn't have that offensive prowess, you don't bring anything to the midfield. There's no threat there. Jorginho's not a threat. Kovacic is not a threat. I'd rather see Mason Mount, who's way more athletic, way more gung-ho about playing defense, right. way more offensively gifted, play in that position and, and create because he can do it too. I'm tired of seeing Jorginho, bro. He, I'll give you a point, right? On the fifth goal that we gave up, we were already that's down so, to 10 That's minutes. so unheard of it's, this it's year It's so for unheard Chelsea. of, bro. It's unheard of because even when Especially Tuchel, to a team like this. Dude, even when Tuku came in, we only allowed two goals right. in, those, in those 13 games prior to that. And one of them was an own goal. So we really allowed just one goal. To let up five to a team like this, that just showed two things. Number one, zero heart, right? Whoever was on that pitch defending did not play with fucking heart. And number two, we out. You know, we outthunk ourselves because we didn't give them any respect. You know, we just saw them as this team who's going to lay down and really like, you know, just accept the loss that's coming their way. And that's it. When they fucking actually came out and pressed us and fought hard and played for every ball and took every single chance that they could. What we should have been doing. Yeah, and that's were, why we They lost. were literally like the little giants. For sure. Like when, For he, like sure. when this guy's making the, the speech in the locker room, he's like, it doesn't matter if they beat you 99 times Homie. as long as you have that one win. That's, that's it. That's, that's their it. one win for these and guys. And look, that win is really going to help them like battle to stay out of the regulation. You know, remember I explained that the bottom three teams get kicked out in, into the second division. And that's going to help them in their battle. But the dude wasn't even getting crazy celebrating when they scored their third and fourth goal because he was like, holy shit, I really can't believe this. And he's like, Kaplan, he's like, are these my guys? You know, like, you know, I'm sure he bought them all pizza and fucking soda after the game. He was like, oh, hey, guys, lunch is on me, you know. And, <laughs> and I got to give you that. OK, one. <laughs> OK. And, you know, like I was going to say, when they scored the fifth goal. Mason, it was on a counterattack, right? So we were in their side, inside their, their area trying to score, right? Um, they were able to take away the ball and start pushing it downfield. And they were already had numbers on us. It was a three-on-two break. The one guy, right, the one guy who made the fucking run all the way back into the box, right, to try to defend and take off that third option to force them into the fourth option, right, the guy who scored the goal, was Mason Mount. You know where Jorginho was? Nowhere half to be line. found. Nowhere to be found by the half half line mark. You know yeah. what I mean? I'm like, dude, you shouldn't be playing. You know, and then, you know, when we give that up, obviously the the coach subs amount, the manager subs amount. I'm like, bobble for what? Yeah, you just wasted too late it. Now. Too late now, you know? So it's, it really has me, you know, kind of worried to see how this team is going to bounce back, right? Even in, in training, you know, um, yesterday it was reported that they had a little bust up between a defender, Antonio Rudiger, and the backup goalie, Kepa. Um, Arizzi Belaga. That's how you say his last name. It's tough to say. Um, but him and Kepa got into a little dispute. You know, there was some shoving. They were saying some words, and a couple other guys said some heated stuff in the locker room. So, you know, you read that as a fan, you're like, damn. You know, where where's his team really heading mentally going into a big 
first leg matchup in, into the Champions League against Porto. I really think that they're going to be able to bounce back because Tuchel is really good at managing egos, right? So he's going to be able to calm things down and be like, guys, listen. I'll bench both of your asses and I'll play bench, somebody else. And not only that, like, that's one blip in a fucking long season that we have, you know? If you let this affect you, what else are you going to let affect you, you know? Like, we need to look forward onto what's really important and what we got going on, you know? So hopefully, I, you know, it, it is what I think it is, which was a blip. Other teams dropped points, you know, in on the weekend, which was amazing for Chelsea. So they didn't really drop too far back. We did drop out of fourth place because Man City won. They beat Leicester and they stayed in first. Uh, Manchester United, they also won. They stay in second. Leicester stays in third. They're at 56 points. Uh, West Ham moved up to fourth. They're in 52 points. And Chelsea sitting fifth, 51 points. So It's all tight. It's tight, you know, So, but you can't afford those losses no. to weak teams. You know, Hell that's just no. going to really kill you. You know, especially that's, that's going to be for for Chelsea. That's going to be the, the, the Dolphins the, last year against the uh, Denver game, the Denver game where we should have beat them. We had no business losing that game. No business. And, and it cost, cost us, us a playoff spot. Yep. See? Look, I'll sink in sync. We remember that. Dude. shit. This is going to be one of those losses where the Chelsea fans can look back and be like, fuck, that West Brom loss really killed us at home, too, man. You know, you tell me you're on the road. I'm like, OK, but we're playing at Stanford Bridge. Like, we got to be better than that. You know, we got to be better than that. Absolutely. And now going into Champions League, you know, I want to bring it into Champions League because we got some really juicy matchups. Oh, you yeah. Know, going into Champions League, they really have to focus on playing great, you know, really have to focus on playing great because now there's no home and away advantage. Both games are going to be played in Spain, in Sevilla. So Porto is not going to have home field advantage and Chelsea is not going to have home field advantage. The away goals is still going to count for both games. I think there's another game, the Bayern PSG game, or I think the one of those two games that have an English team, they got also moved to a neutral site. Mm. So they're going to be playing on a neutral site, which sucks because you don't have your fans there, but you're also not playing against their fans, which is kind of weird, you know, and it starts tonight uh, or today, you know, on Tuesday with Real Madrid taking on Liverpool and Manchester City taking on Dortmund. And then Wednesday we have Porto versus Chelsea and we have Bayern versus PSG and Honestly, this is like looking at uh, a FIFA tournament online where you see the best of the best teams and everybody's like, oh, who's you got? You know, they pick, they're all picking the best teams or the, the most high-powered offenses, you know, minus Chelsea and probably Porto. They probably play more defensive football. But it's going to be a dope, dope Champions League semifinal, and I kind of wanted to go through the draws and yeah. see who you want to pick, bro. Hell yeah, dude. Let's, I'm all for it. What do we got? Let's start with one of the first games for, for today or Tuesday. Okay. We got Real Madrid versus Liverpool. Who okay. do you got in that in that series? Forget the game. We're going in the series. I have to go with Real Madrid. Nice. They got a lot of experience, bro. And they're playing really well, catching up in La Liga. So it's I, I can see why you make that pick, man. I can see why you make that pick. I picked that solely off the, the fact that we speak the same language. <laughs> what do you think they speak in Liverpool, bro? Liber- English. Liverpoolese? No, English, bro. <laughs> uh, dude, that Spanish is my first language. You know I what I mean? That. I, I got, got Spanish. That. My last name is, is Spanish. I got I'm you. Going with Madrid. All right, cool. Uh, I'm going to pick Liverpool, bro, because I feel like they're the better, hotter team. You know, they're the hotter team. You know, I feel like. It's probably Liverpool. the more educated guess. <laughs> no, man. You know, because Real Madrid has a really good record of passing in the semifinals. And, and granted, they had Cristiano Ronaldo, but even when he left, they still made it. To pass this stage and 
they can always find ways to win. It's not like you're playing against a regular lineup in, in Real Madrid. You're playing against a team of stars. You know, same thing with versus Liverpool. You're playing against a team of stars. But right. I just feel like Liverpool is clicking better right now okay. for whatever reason. They probably have more to play for. You know. Okay. Uh, in the Man City versus Dortmund, I'll start first, right? Because you went first on the Real. I'm gonna pick Manchester City because Manchester City. Them knowing that they have the English league wrapped up, right? They have 74 points. Second place is 14 points behind them. So they're not worried about losing that that title. They're really focused on winning silverware this year and winning as many trophies as they can. Mainly this one. They really need this one to be successful, I feel like, in not only the eyes of their fans, right, after they got Pep, but in the eyes of big European clubs where they can be like, yeah, we're here, we own our own weight, you know? So I'm, I really feel like the City's going to make a move and, and be able to contain Dortmund's explosive. We know that Dortmund has that Halan kid who's going crazy scoring goals. That guy's only like 20 years old, big-ass Norwegian kid, you know, on the top of the world right now. But I just feel like City is the better team, you know? That's, I mean, that's my pick there, too. They're they're number one right now, right, in the league? Yep, in the industry. The time and time again, it's Man City. You hear Man City. You know, and they're the favorites you know to win the tournament. They're the favorites, too. So, I th- for me, that, that was my more educated guess there was going with Man City. I like it, bro. I like it. We'll save the Chelsea pick for last, you know, obviously, because we I know mean, where we're I going wonder there. where we're going to go there. I wonder. You know? We're going to tease it anyway. So, let's but, go then, PSG. And Byron, you know. Okay. Byron right now is like a fucking juggernaut, dog. They are the juggernaut. All right, so I'll start off with my pick. Go Go ahead. Go on Byron. All right. Go with Byron, bro. And you know what? I'm going Byron too. All right. Like, all right. How do you pick against yeah. those guys? They win everything, you know? Like they win everything. They and just PS- win PSG just to, I feel like that this year, I mean, obviously I don't I don't know shit about any of this, but I feel like PSG hasn't been as deadly as before. As they were. And that that Neymar be, injury, him still being uh, out. That's the other thing that stays fresh in my mind. I know that he's still out. They've been having their you know, issues with that. I, so I feel like, you know, he's not, even if he comes back and I saw that he played a little bit, he's not going to be 100% Neymar. So I don't know, like, what level you're expecting PSG is going to be able to have. They still have Mbappe, who's another wonder kid, you know, on top of the world. I just don't see them beating a team that's as deep, as good, as, as consistent as Byron. So those guys are definitely going to overcome PSG, no doubt. Hell yeah. And obviously, we got the best for last. What do we got, bro? We what got do we got? F- we got FC Porto taking on Chelsea, and <laughs> I'm never gonna get definitely, you know, I'm picking Chelsea to advance. Yeah, we're taking the Blues, baby. We're taking the Blues, man, because I feel like this is the fucking wake up call. You yeah. know, this is gonna be the wake up call to be like, hey, listen, if we really want to be who we are, right? Be a big club, be a team that a club that wins trophies, that competes for the best titles in the world, and is really trending on being better than or as good as the rest of the teams in England. It starts with winning competitions like this and and advancing as far as possible. Maybe we don't win the tournament. Maybe we don't even advance past the first round. But we got to win this to- this leg. We got to win this round. And I really feel like Tuchel's going to do his best with his experience in the Champions League to put a game plan together in order to put us in the best position. So I got Chelsea winning. Oh, yeah, man. Let's go yeah. Blues, baby. I can't wait. I can't wait, man. So let's see. Let's see what happens. Champions League taking off, man. You guys make sure that you guys tune in. It's exciting. Time for the Masters this week. I know you're excited, dog. Bro, I'm pumped. This is the Super Bowl of golf right here. Honestly, it's the greatest golf event that happens in the world because of the prestige that it has, right? The history mm-hmm. behind it. Um, the golf course, it's amazing. You know, people wait years, years literally to play there. 
Um, and it's just or just to even go and watch just the to even go there. and watch, man. And and it's really dope. You know, it's really dope. They have the f- cool thing where they show the menu items and how much it is and whatnot. And I, I really you know you know about the master's menu, right? As yeah. far as like how expensive things are. Yeah, bro. So okay, for the listeners, those of you that don't listen, this is what makes Augusta so great is that even today, like if the Masters was going on right now, you can get for $20, you can get sandwiches, chips, beers, beers like every, like and are, ice cream. Things are like $1.50, $2, including the sales tax. And it only happens at Augusta for the Masters. Bro, I once saw that the cheeseburger was like two seventy five, And it was like, what would you buy with, with 40 bucks worth of, of, you know, money at the at the at the masters at the masters i don't know why i keep repeating i, I don't know either i feel like you're i'm trying doing to, a couple of things you're multitasking I'm multitasking I get it. bro you gotta lead the multitasking to the producers absolutely but bro. uh no yeah dude you can get everything twice with 40 dollars at the masters it's, no it's you awesome. can go ham at the masters with 40 bucks bro and the meme that i saw was that like how much how many cheeseburgers what would you buy would you buy beer at two dollars it's ridiculous the prices and i like that they have it like that you know because again it keeps to the tradition of what the masters is about and why people go there, how they enjoy it, um, the the different events that they have throughout the week and stuff like that. So it's not just a tournament, yeah. which starts on Thursday, but it's like leading up into oh, no, the masters. Today, I mean, we're recording this Monday. There's already stuff going on. Yep. There's practice rounds going on. There's you know the this is one of the heaviest stack fields in, in in all of golf. I mean, we have four majors, right? And this is the first of the four majors. It's kind of interesting, yeah. how golf does that, right? The fact that their most prominent event is the first one, right, right. to lead the way, right? Because after after winter you have spring and then it's like spring at augusta you see it on tv you see the magnolias you see the beautiful green trees. grass yeah you everywhere. see that all you hear oh. jim nance's voice like Dude. it's just everything's perfect and then we have a bunch of other golf that goes on and uh, other major tournaments three other major tournaments in fact but there's just nothing like the masters, the masters dude. the masters is like i said the greatest golf event and it's like that for many reasons you know and, and it's really what a lot of people who don't really Pay attention to golf when the Masters is happening. Everybody tunes in. I mean, I can rem- remember the Master ratings, like the crazy, crazy monster ratings that they were getting when Tiger, you know, was out there winning Masters and putting on shows. Oh, Tiger put the PGA Sunday, on his back. You know what I mean? Heading into the Sunday with his red shirt on. And, like, it was crazy because it was the event pretty much of the year. Not only in golf, but, like, mostly in sports. Like, Sports Center would always coverage it. They're always live at the at the Masters and stuff like that. So, Man, I'm 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 excited to see who's yeah. who's gonna pull it off, especially uh, last year, after this past who um what's his face Dustin just Johnson won. Dustin Johnson yeah. he just won the tournament now man. So I was gonna mention that last year, obviously we we have COVID, we have the pandemic right at the beginning of uh, of of the year when the Masters was gonna happen, and uh, you know we end up having to push the Masters to November for the first time ever. We have a November Masters, which is a little bit of a weird thing, but it still worked out. It was still awesome to have a Masters week nonetheless. Dustin Johnson, number one in the world, pulled it off. So now he's returning, you know, a few months later, not even an entire year later, nope. as the champion. Yep. And to defend the title. To defend bro. his title now in April, which is, you know, is going to be way different than how it played back in November when he won it. Absolutely. And not only that, just the, the, the field itself. Because everybody's playing great golf right now, right? Even the guys in the top five right now. We got yeah. Dustin Johnson, Justin Tame, uh, Justin Thomas, Thomas uh, John Ram, Colin Mac, Morikawa, Morikawa, Bryson DeBonchao. Uh, man, you're just butchering all these names right Yo, now. Yo, he's French. DeBonchao is the correct De Chambeau, way. DeChambeau, man. DeChambeau is the French <laughs> way. 
But that's why you got me. Don't worry. All of those guys have been killing it. All, all of those guys have won recently. So, so let me. Uh, yeah, let's go through them. So Dustin Johnson, we just mentioned, world yep. number one, current Masters champion, yep. has like over twenty wins on the PJ Tour right now. Disgusting. And before we go further into the list with Dustin himself, he was like, "Man, you know, I really needed a confidence boost." Going into the Masters because I've been close at times. I haven't won tournaments. I've I've played bad down the stretch or not up to my level. And getting a win like he just did heading into the Masters right now is only going to boost his confidence even more. So I, I'm interested to see how he's going to, you know, really come out and, and put on a show or make it harder for everybody else to, to set the bar. You know, I'm looking for Dustin John- Thomas to set the bar. Justin Thomas or Dustin Johnson? Johnson. Dustin I said Johnson. Johnson. All right. Well, yeah, no, he uh he's he's been struggling recently. He's had he hasn't had the best couple weeks here. Um he withdrew last week from the Valero to to get, you know, ready for uh the Masters and who knows, you know, he's the world number 1 for a reason so you can never count the guy out just cuz he's had nope. a few bad rounds recently. Yep. You know, you still can't count him out. Justin Thomas coming off a huge victory at the PGA um at, at the Players Championship, I'm sorry. Yes. Over in Punta Vedra. Uh, just a couple weeks ago, that that's considered sometimes the fifth major in golf, and uh, he just won that one, which is a hell of a win to come off going into the Masters because they have a really tough field in that in that tournament in particular, and it's not easy to win there. So that was a huge confidence boost for him. Hell yeah! And you got John Rahm, right? Yep. Who's a young Spanish, uh, you know, hothead with the short swing. And uh, you know, power, powerful swing. The at baby that. Sergio Garcia. Well, eh, not really. He's actually <laughs> bigger than Sergio, man. But the, yeah, as a baby Sergio, in the sense that he's another Spaniard, just yeah. like him. So a good, a good Spaniard player. Bro. Everybody's waiting for him to do something big. You know, this this could be the, the moment where you know he, he he elevates himself into that category of the greats, right? He's yeah. still a young guy, that but he doesn't echelon, have any right. of these major wins or or major tournament wins. You know what I mean? So this could be a good one for him. Then yeah. who did you mention after that? We got Colin Morikawa at Morikawa. four. Morikawa. And look, he won two. He's a reigning, uh, he's a defending um, major champion right now. He won, um, I believe, not the U.S. Open. He won uh, the PGA Championship Correct. last year. Correct, in the playoff. Remember? And, and, you know, the way that he did it, you know, to, to drive that green and all that. I mean, the, the kid's got talent. We, we compare him to Tiger Woods. He's kind of yeah. like the closest thing yep. right now that we yep. have to a young Tiger. So yep. everybody's really excited to watch him. And then at number five, the, the the guy who made me laugh today when I was looking at golf stuff, which is Bryson, because they were showing him like at the practice tee, right? And he's just, bro, it's incredible how fast he was hitting these drivers. He would just put it down, tee off, drive, put it down, tee off, drive, put it down, tee off, drive. And VJ Singh is behind him just watching him like <laughs> chuckling like, look at this guy. What is this guy doing? What is this guy mad doing? Scientist. He's a mad scientist. So, uh, yeah, we bro. know. I mean, I have a love-hate relationship with Bryson. I you know, know what I mean? I love to watch him hit balls, you know, on the golf course. But I hate to see him on social media because I think he's a cornball. <laughs> he is. But, corny. you know, he, he hits the ball a mile. He's coming off a huge victory at the Arnold Palmer, uh, you know, a few weeks ago, about a month ago now. And uh, he's he's the current U.S. Open champion. You yep. know, he, he killed the field in that tournament where it's supposed to be a challenging tournament that tests everybody. And he hit the ball so far that he... He hit the ball over all the challenges and tests. He, and that's what they were hoping, you know, he was going to be able to do at Augusta last year. But we didn't really get, we to, didn't see get that. to see it. This could be his do over. for. And him. I feel like he's going into it this year with a game plan, which is why he was specifically working on, on driving, you know, because he's like, you know, I'm really going to attack this course this way, you know, and he's trying to get those thousand swings out of the way, you know, so he can find those, you know, 20 to 40 drives where he can really fucking lay into one. Right. Send it 380, 390 yards and play for Eagle, play for a birdie, you know, at least once or twice. 
during a round, and he can do it. You know, we've seen him do it. We've seen him do it. My, you know, funny, funny thing is, is I, I have a dark horse for the winner, which is, got? it's going to sound weird, but it, it's Patrick Cantley, because I feel like he's a real consistent golfer, right? Not famous, not really too showboaty, so it's hard to notice him, right? But he plays really well, man, like really consistent. I think his putting is really down to a science. Like, he doesn't miss bad putts. You won't see that. He struggles sometimes, like, playing in the fairway, but that's normal for professionals. You know, obviously, I can't even play in the fairway, so who am I to speak on this guy? But I just think he's a dark horse because how I've seen him compete in the recent tournaments, I think he's a dark horse to win it, bro. So the fact that you pick him leads me to believe that you know a lot more about golf than you lead me to believe. Because <laughs> that's a really solid pick, man. He he has a recent win as well. He won the Zozo last year. Yep. Um, he's a he's, he's always fighting for top 10s, especially in these kind of deeper fields. You kind of don't hear about him unless there are these really high-level elite players. And then you see him, you know, kind of creep up there and sneaking in backdoor top tens and he'll fire off at like an eight or a 10 under round so i i kind of like that pick but you know i just i want to mention i mean you know you it, that's the thing about the masters there's so many great players it can really you know happen to anybody you still got guys like bubba watson who's you know two-time masters champion you still got i hate to admit it the guy patrick reed former masters champion as well i i'm not pulling for him but you know he he's been there he's won he can he can always get the job done you got a guy named billy horsha who's coming off a win in the WGC Dell match play recently in Texas. Yep. You also got a guy in Max Homa who just won at Riviera. And a Max hell of is a, tournament. a solid, solid golfer, bro. He hits the ball a mile too, man. And, and if he gets hot, he can do it. You know, I'm not sure if Augusta is really, you know, if he's mastered that him. yet or if he's built, for, no, the other way around, if he's built for Augusta. No, that's what I said. Oh, okay. Um, but the, uh, the one that I'm kind of rooting for right now, I might be on the bandwagon with a couple people, but I can't, I can't help it. He's my guy. I'm really rooting for him, especially coming off a big win this week at the Valero Texas Open. It's my guy, Jordan Spieth. Yeah, bro. I'm really pulling for him. This would be awesome. We How- saw him win the green jacket very early on in his career in 2015. It was phenomenal. Great win. You know, it took it transcended him to another level in his career. And then he took a four-year slump where he didn't win a tournament until this past weekend. Yep. What better time to get hot than going into and, the Masters? And go and go hard, right? And 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 really put yourself back on that upper echelon like we had talked about earlier and say, I am one of the elite golfers, you know. I am one of the greatest of all time, and I win big tournaments, you know. Winning this for Justin Spieth would be crazy, crazy, crazy. Well, I gave you my dark horse. Who's your dark horse? I'm, I'm going with Spieth, man. I'm, I Fuck think yeah, that's, that's who I want, man. I want to see Spieth back in it. Um, you know, I, I think that he, he's, he's been playing some really good, really good golf recently. Um, he just got that win, you know, in his hometown to kind of boost his confidence. That's one of those confidence building wins, right? Yep. And, uh, I, he's been there before he's won there before. And I think he has a really good shot, man. I'm really pulling for the kid. I, I like Jordan Spieth. He's a, he's fun to watch. Solid dark. So, you know, I have my master's app downloaded guys. If you don't already know this, make sure you download the master's app. It's the best app to watch and experience the masters for sure. All the different Tons views, of camera views, all the different holes. I mean, they keep track of everything. It's, it's, it's awesome. So I'll be glued to the TV starting thursday and you'll learn something too from that app man you know it's really interesting how much you can learn from watching a big tournament like this because again it is the elite of elite golfers playing well and going for the hardest tournament there is in 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 the in golf right now so masters bro fucking nothing like it that's it it, man that's all i can say is masters man i can't wait all right so here's my normal pick to win the, the the tournament okay this is who i got winning the masters 
I'm going to go with Justin Thomas. Justin Thomas to win the Masters. I'm going to go with Justin Thomas. It could happen, man. It, it could I'm happen. just saying. I'm just saying. I'm, I feel like the money's right with him. You know? The money's right with him. The timing's right. It would have been really cool to see Dustin win, right? Back-to-back tournaments. But I don't think that... I don't know, man. The air of the Masters is just different. I don't think that Dustin's going to be able to to finish, you know, and that's kind of been the downfall on him. That's why I kind of like my pick, my dark horse in Cantley because... He's a good finisher when he's playing well. Um, so let's see. It's going to be about who who puts, right? Mon- that's where the money's made. Yeah, you drive for sure, but you putt for dough, man. So it's going to be whoever uh, makes less putts. Yep. Who do you got winning it? Um, I, I, I said Spieth is my dark horse, but dark horse. I'm uh, I'm kind of feeling I'm kind of feeling like uh, like Bryson DeChambeau might 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 give a, a good solid show this pick. Year. I really think that, you know, he got to see Augusta last year and it wasn't exactly, you know, where he didn't come out and play like he wanted to. He he, he played at Bay Hill, which kind of, you know, I won't say has Augusta vibes, but, you know, it's it's definitely not an easy course by any means. So I think that was something that helped him get ready, you know. And uh, I think he has a good, ch- good chance this year. Solid. Solid. So. No, bro. Let's see, man. It's going to be fun, bro. And like you said, we're going to be tuned in hardcore. So you guys make sure you're tuned in as well to the Masters and, and really get to enjoy one of golf's greatest games out there, man. And I'll be following it along if you want to follow with me. Holla at me. Miami, Miami golf, golf bros. bros. Let's go, you man. You already know. Let's go. Everything golf. Stay with it, guys. Check out the Masters. Well, episode one with the Roadcaster is officially in the books, Jay. We did it, bro. Yes, sir, man. I'm, 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 I couldn't be happier, man. This has just made our life a whole lot easier. Me too, man. I'm excited to to see what we're gonna do with this podcast and and take it to new levels, bro. And for everybody else who tuned in, we're gonna keep you guys updated right now. The Marlins ended up losing to St. Louis four to one. Jay and I, we're gonna stay kicking it for a little bit after this, and we're gonna watch Baylor. You know, and see if they can keep up on Gonzaga, man. Tough, tough national championship, bro. Especially Gonzaga winning crazy games and shit to beat UCLA to get in. And now uh, we're it seeing... It looks like they want it, man. Yeah, for sure. And it's literally the two best teams in the country going at it. So I can't be mad at this. It's a very entertaining game right now. Baylor's up 45-31 to 31 on Gonzaga. But Jay and I are going to stay in, kick it, and watch the end of the game. Let you guys know how it goes on the Instagram, for sure. But, Jay, as usual... I appreciate you coming through, dog. Always a good time, bro. And it's going to be Roadcaster is in the building, baby. Yes, sir. Everybody else who tuned in, thank you so much for listening. Make sure you guys are subscribed to the podcast. Make sure you guys are dropping a review if you can. And drop a five-star rating while you're at it. Why not? And if you like the show, make sure to tell a friend. To tell a friend. To tell a friend. To tell another friend. To tell a friend to follow the podcast. Follow us on social media as we keep giving you guys the latest in sports, man. And keeping you guys in tune with our Miami local sports. That's the most important thing that Jay figured out how to play with these buttons. So (laughs) you guys stay with us. We're going to keep bringing you dope episodes. We got something huge for the 30th episode, a really dope special guest, a high Leo product. We're going to kick it big time. Trust me, Empire, we're in the building. We're coming. Let's go, y'all. Till next time. Peace. Peace.